0: The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings? They're not a factor. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start off the show as we do now for all my beloved regulars. Josh, Jake, B-Word Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, Fitz McShane, El Hefe, Craig, El Devlin, and El Morte. Thank you guys for your support. It means a lot to me. I really do appreciate it. Especially going into this new year where we're going to be doing things in a slightly different tangent. Slightly different take, a slightly different way of doing things for anybody who is a subscriber or supporter however you want to refer to it. There will be more additional content being added into the regular rotation, so that's something for you guys to look forward to. I know I sort of needed to work on that in the past, but this is the closest thing to a resolution I will be doing this year, which is saying, I'm going to be better. So, there you got that to look forward to. And if you're a free feeds listener, that might be some motivation for you to go out there and crack open that wallet and kick in the five ducats or however much you want to uh, pledge to support the Inane driveling that is Aaron talking about this show. So with that out of the way, let's get this thing kicked off right here. So it is the first episode of 2024. So season five, I know, yeah, season five, episode one. That's uh, just kind of after the first few months, I decided to make my seasons coincide with the years because it's easier for me to remember that shit. So a little glimpse behind the curtain. Anyway, season five, episode one, going to be dropping on January second. 2024 and for anybody who's a regular listener of the show who missed the fact that there was no episode last week uh you know some people are behind on their episodes and whatnot so you may be catching up on this in a weird order the live stream episode that my wife and i did for the final episode of 2023 is still available on the youtube channel uh because i streamed it there and (laughs) that's probably going to be about it Uh, the when i pulled the audio down that i had saved it just It was kind of messed up, and I really don't uh, feel like going back and cleaning it up, and buffering it, and putting it in. Maybe I'll get to it one of these days, but unfortunately, I have a lot of other stuff going on in my life right now, and dinking around with that was not at the top of the list of priorities. So anyway, we're going to kick this year off with a bang. Uh, no retrospective, no looking back at 2023 and all the things I accomplished, because I really don't feel like I accomplished all that much. But we are going to ta- start with sort of some predictions for 2024. Uh, first thing I'm going to recommend is you go out and you listen to the Whiskey Hell episode that came out. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I would have come up yesterday on Monday. They had a great episode that they uh, recorded over the weekend prior to Monday, so it could be dropped on Monday. And it has some fun stuff talking about the bingo cards for the uh, year 2024. And there were some snarky comments made by me in the chat during that recording that. They did mention in the recording, but overall great episode. You guys should go check it out. Um, The usual shout outs, you know, give all the love to the the normal crews that I associate with, but it was something good. Now it is going to kind of segue into what I'm talking about as far as where I'm going with this. This episode is going to probably be a pretty decent benchmark for the year because I'm in the mood to hold nothing back. I'm not in the mood to pull any fucking punches. I'm really at a point where... I took a little break from focusing too much on the show and avoiding social media as much as I could for a little while just for my own mental health and did happen to start looking back into the stuff I needed to be a little more informed. I needed to have something to come to the microphone with so I could sit down and talk to you guys and not just be a complete fucking putz because I mean I mean I may be a complete fucking putz anyway, but less of a putz is a good thing. So there are some things to start considering pretty much immediately. Some of them are things that are local and regional to me and other people in the Illinois, Chicagoland area, Um, more so Chicagoland and the outlying suburbs, I think, and around Springfield. I don't see it really being nearly as much of an issue in the counties, and there have been a lot of sheriffs saying they will not enforce it, but as of January 1st, the uh, Illinois, the extremely unconstitutional Illinois uh, assault weapons ban goes into place where you have to either register your assault weapons or turn them over or you risk being in trouble and on the naughty list if you did not report your, you know, standard capacity magazine ownership or possession of assorted styles of firearms. Now, I am not a a seer or a knower of things, and there are people out there that are way smarter than me. But one of the things about this is, is the compliance level has been next to nil at this point, other than some. Deeply seated FUDs who, you know, claim they believe in the Second Amendment, but actually are still statist assholes who want to kiss the feet of the crown uh, have already registered their guns because, oh, sure, it's the law and that's what makes it okay. And without bringing up the whole slippery slope argument or anything else, um, you've got multiple camps in this situation. You've got the I lost him in a firearm situation. Or I lost them in a uh, boating accident, or I lost them in a shed fire, or they got—they're not here, um, and that's all well and good. That is the the point. The point I'm trying to get to is, as of, as far as I'm aware of, they were expecting a couple, like hundreds. That it was a either a six-figure or a low seven-figure number. I forget the statistics uh, exactly how many weapons in the state of Illinois qualified to be registered under this new piece of legislation that was put into place which multiple sheriffs have said they will not be enforcing by the way so we've already got multiple law officers saying they're not going to enforce it because it's unconstitutional and their oath is to the constitution not to the fat fucking Springfield that jelly-filled fuck muppet of a governor who seems to think this is how he's going to run the state. But I believe the number of firearms was, like I said, it was either high nine figure or high six figure or low seven figure of the number of weapons in the state of Illinois that qualify for this law where you have up until January 31st, 2023 to register your firearms with the state. So you can avoid being in on the naughty list. And as of the last I had read, they had about 15,000, registered firearms people had reported their firearms registered them and i imagine some of them were law enforcement officers who were doing it out of some sort of misguided sense of obligation due to their job and like i said there were some some deeply rooted fuds who believed that the state would never do them any harm and it's just for their protection and you know they like to talk a good game but they're actually statist assholes so I believe those were probably that 15,000 out of like 1.5 million or whatever the actual number is of potential firearms in the state of Illinois that could have been registered under this act. So, yeah, it seems like this is one of those things where there's going to be a really big pile of noncompliance going on with this, which is honestly one of the things you should do in terms of unjust and unconstitutional laws. Not that I'm any kind of scholar or anything like that. I'm obviously not a lawyer. I'm not giving people legal advice. I'm just saying my opinion of what is the morally proper way to deal with things. Noncompliance is really the way to fucking go, particularly when there's something that's as egregious as a massive violation of what is supposed to be one of the founding principles of this country, that every human being has the inalienable right to defend their own lives. That's pretty much what it comes down to. You have the right to defend yourself. Not only it's got nothing to do with hunting. It's got, it's got everything to do with being able to protect yourself, not only from the criminal element that is law-breaking criminals, street-level thugs, and other assorted baddies who mean to do you harm, but it is in place. It was not written by a bunch of guys who just got back from a, a weekend of hunting. It was written by a bunch of guys who just got done fighting a tyrannical government, and it was written to stop authoritative overreach and to keep the boot of the government off your fucking neck. And it's exactly what they're trying to do is put that boot a little more firmly there. And if 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 a boot's on your neck, it doesn't matter if it's a right boot or a left boot. Both sides are fucking guilty of this shit. So it's not about Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. It's not about any of that shit. It's about us versus them, basically. And like I said, as of the last I've heard, read, seen, it's by and wide a case of massive noncompliance in the state. Because they were, like I said, they were expecting... 900,000 to a million and a half registered weapons and they got 15 K. So and I'm willing to bet a large portion of those were either registered in Springfield or like cook County. So, you know, fuck you guys, uh, try harder, cry harder, cope, cope and seethe. The uh, challenges to this bill are getting set to go before the Supreme court. So, and the anti-gun establishment party wanted to do a big, like, Oh look, no, the Supreme court said they weren't going to hear it. No, What the Supreme Court said was, we're going through the proper channels. We're not expediting this hearing. It's going to come before the court. They're going to strike it down because it's a violation of the Constitution. And that fat, jelly-filled fuck-muppet once again overreaches the boundaries because he bought his way into office. That does not make him necessarily any smarter, any better, or any more qualified to do the fucking job. It just means, in our society, unfortunately, it's not merit-based. It's based on who has the funds and who can get in there, who can slander their opponent better, who can convince more dumb motherfuckers that they're on their side and who has the biggest fucking coffers to go to war with. And the Pritzker family is billionaires. They are fucking loaded and the job doesn't pay money. It doesn't put money in his pocket. So you got to ask, why is this fucking guy comes from a family full of rich motherfuckers spending so much money to try and get this job? It's got nothing to do with money or not even doing the right thing. It's a, it's a, it's a power grab and it's so they can enforce their beliefs and it's uh, okay i could go on about the pritzker family for fucking hours too uh, just a bunch of worthless morally bereft assholes and um uh, yeah maybe maybe i shouldn't be talking about this so much on the on the uh very popular episode that i put out you know i mean i'm i'm getting tens of listens every fucking episode i, I don't know if i should keep running my mouth like this i might get on somebody's radar <laughs> But anyway, so I'll get done with my bitching about local uh, affairs, and I will branch out into some other things. going to be pull out my crystal ball here, do some predictions, some uh, proselytizing, some theorizing, some contemplation on the upcoming year. Now, on top of everything else, this is an election year, which brings its own uh, issues, inequities, ineptitudes, all sorts of shenanigans will be happening, the... Left will definitely be stepping up its attempts to try and get the Cheeto removed from ballots, disbarred, thrown in jail. I'm sorry, not disbarred. That's illegal for lawyers. They're going to gonna try and get his lawyers disbarred. They're going to try and get him thrown in jail. They're going to try and do everything they possibly can to remove him from being the official opposition to their guy winning. Assuming they're still going to run Sleepy Joe. I halfway expect him to have a stroke or a seizure or something they can't fix with whatever chemical cocktail they pump into him before every appearance to try and make it seem like he's still a viable human being and not some geriatric senile puppet that they just parade out to fucking read the words and and parrot the shit so they have a figurehead well whoever's actually making the decisions puts the words in front of him you know whoever's loading shit into that teleprompter because you can tell it. When he goes off script, it's really noticeably different than when he's reading his prepared remarks. So obviously, you're going to be looking for further shenanigans in that case. And on the other hand, you've got the right, who is really no better than the left. It's just a different set of extreme bullshit. Uh, Do I think they're probably potentially less dangerous for the overall welfare and future of this country? Yes, I do. Do I think... that one side enforcing their beliefs at the, at the barrel of a gun uh, is any better than the other side enforcing their beliefs at the barrel of a gun. No, I fucking don't. Uh, I'm, I'm really of the, you know, leave me the fuck alone and I'll leave you alone mindset. That's not news to anybody who's listening to the show. And if this is your first time you picked a hell of a one to come into, cause boy, do I got to be in my fucking bonnet. So anyway, so we are looking at the coming year is going to be more and more shenanigans, more and more, you know, trying to pull the gotcha moments, everything they've thrown at Trump so far, he has ducked, dodged, and avoided. Mostly because it was all a bunch of flimsy bullshit that they don't have the public support they seem to think they have where the people are going to rally behind saying, oh, yeah, he's such a terrible person because look at all this hard evidence. They don't have hard evidence. Look at all these accusations. That's enough for us to try him in the court of public opinion. And the problem is that's only enough to try in the court of public opinion on the side they already have the favor of. The people who don't give a shit about it really don't give a shit about it. They're trying to make the guy they're they're making the guy a martyr while he's still fucking alive. Every time they throw one of these cases at him, it just makes his base more fueled and stronger. They just feed off of this shit, and the left keep, just keeps playing into it because they're incapable of comprehending that what they're doing is actually driving his people. It, and, or, or it's deliberate, or they're trying to foster this division. They want the conflict, they want the strife, they want the bullshit. But ultimately, my personal th- belief on the matter is that the two extremist sides, the two sides that are really vested in slandering, slurring, and badmouthing each other, have grown so diverged in the way they think and the way they function and the way they process facts, information and data that they are literally incapable of understanding each other. That's one of the reasons why they can't come to a compromise, because it's not about logic or facts or anything relevant to the situation. It's about feelings and it's about having to be able to say they won and they owned the other side and they this and they that. And it's purely based on emotions and spite. They're like, oh, well, we got to show them. We got to teach them. And it's a very juvenile mindset. It's a very weak-minded way of approaching things. But unfortunately, it seems to be the common thread of the day. And one of the things I was doing over the last few days while I was, when I was not either playing video games to try and, you know, just decompress and turn my brain off for a little while or working on projects around the house because that's what I do when I take vacations is I work on shit around the house. Because I'm a peasant and I can't afford to actually take a vacation, but that's neither here nor there. Point being, one of the things I was doing is I I did try and do some more reading and unfortunately it wasn't the kind of reading I prefer, which would be a tangible physical paper book in my hands. Uh, call me crazy, call me whatever you will. I just prefer that method. I prefer that delivery system for my literature. Uh, maybe I'm old fashioned, maybe I'm out of touch, just, just something about reading on an e-reader or on my phone or on my computer. That's just, it's just not the same, but unfortunately that's also the world I'm in these days because I can either go to the library, which involves putting on pants and leaving the house, or I can download shit to read online. And some of the stuff I was reading was really not for me. It was more trying to find something I wanted to audition for to do some, uh, audiobook auditions, but finding something that I think is going to be a good fit for my, my personality, my character, my voice intonation and things like that has been a bit of a struggle. And I've read a lot of shit that it was just like, I can't attach my name to this. This is fucking terrible because, uh, unfortunately a lot of stuff in the program I'm trying to work with through audible to read these books. They also accept self-published materials and, well, I think self-publishing has made a lot of cool stuff happen in terms of getting books out there that might not have otherwise gotten picked up by publishing houses because the financial risk was not offset. Under the old mode and the old business model for publishing books, They may not have been considered a good investment to publish said book, whether they didn't feel there was a target market or they felt the material was crappy. But now with self-published materials, in a lot of ways through Amazon and through Audible, uh, Pretty much anything can get published, which is kind of cool for aspiring authors so they can say they're published authors. But the other side of that coin is pretty much anything can get fucking published. And some people think that their crap needs to be narrated by somebody with a a good voice that is capable of reading fluently and speaking coherently, not realizing their prose is incoherent and not fluid. So they get on there with a lot of delusions of like the world's going to hear my stuff and think it's amazing. And they want you to spend five to six hours reading, polishing and delivering this audio book to them. And they want to give you like 100 bucks for it, which, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, that's really not that much money for sitting there reading a book into a microphone. But that doesn't account for the time you're going to spend cleaning up the audio because it's got to be a ready to be delivered product by and wide because none of these self-published books want to pay someone else to clean up the audio that someone gave them. For a hundred and fifty bucks, or whatever it might be, and so if I have to spend five to six hours reading the material into a microphone and they're paying a hundred dollars, okay, so you're looking at twenty in between fifteen and twenty dollars an hour pay, which uh, you know yeah, it's not hard work and it's it's a it's a little bit of money, it's not a lot of money, but then it's going to take me another two hours to polish that and clean up the audio, so it's worthy of being considered narration because if it's not polished and clean, then it makes me look bad. So that's another, you know, we're talking like minimum wage minus for some of this work. So, uh, yeah, I'm being very selective about what I'm actually willing to throw my hat in the ring on because I don't want to attach my name to a shit project and have that be one of the only things out there with my name attached to it just to get my name out there. It's not, you know, I, I feel like it's a, that would be a bad play and maybe I'll rethink things if I don't get any bites on the stuff I did take. but. But yeah, so I've been reading that and I've been reading a lot of other online articles and papers and things uh, looking more into what people think is going to be coming in the coming year, um, societally, socially, politically, because there's a lot going on in the world. And if you don't realize that you're living under a fucking rock or you're willfully ignoring the fucking world around you, shit's going fucking crazy. We're in the midst of what they call a fourth turn where, you know, these things happen, society, societal things happen in shifts and waves. A lot of times these fourth turn scenarios are accompanied by really violent acts, whether it be, you know, world wars, civil wars, and all of, frankly, at this point, all of that shit is on the table. Plus other things in part without harping too much on, you know, purely America stuff, but let's be honest, 85% of my audience is in America. Uh, I've got a few people listening in Canada and a couple people across the pond and that's about it. So yeah, the fact I only feel kind of guilty about not making it about wider societal things in general and mostly just bitching about what's going on in the states because that's where most of you guys are listening from. And I'd love to have a broader audience. I'd love to have more people around the world listening to me, but I'm going to bitch about local stuff for the moment because that's what I'm thinking about. And anyway, I'm talking in circles again. So yeah, and you can look at most of Europe, most of the Western world right now is kind of, they're they're a little bit ahead of where things are going to be in the U.S., but there are all these third world migrants that are being un, unmonitored, unregulated, let into all these countries. You're seeing violent uprisings. You're seeing political rallies. You're seeing, and I hate to try and say this because it sounds like I'm trying to single out one group, but it's not that I'm singling them out. It's they're singling themselves out through their fucking actions. You're seeing massive groups of Muslims in non-Muslim, traditionally non-Muslim countries beginning to demand the implementation of Shira law in these countries that have no, no prior history of any of this shit. It's an expansion. It's, they're trying to take over. Because that is part of the doctrine of Islam, is going out and converting non-Islams into Islam. So it's, and I'm not trying to harp on it, I I think anybody who wants you to live based on their beliefs can go fuck themselves, but unfortunately that is antithetical to what these guys are believing and calling for and preaching, and it's beginning to become acts of violence. and overly permissive liberal thinking is encouraging this bullshit, because if you speak out against it, you're labeled a phobe or an ist or whatever, if you try and sympathize with people who are victims of this culture, you're demonized and labeled a bad person because you're not being inclusive and understanding and forgiving of people whose entire belief structure is non-inclusive, non-understanding, and non-forgiving. But the leftist idealism does not allow for the fact that well, well, if we just be accepting and understanding, everything will be great. No, these people hate you and everything you stand for. And you accepting them is not going to change that they think you need to fucking die. And the disconnect is so real where people are like, oh, no, that's propaganda. No, that is words these motherfuckers have said themselves. And they and people just want to, oh, no, that's a lie. That's propaganda. That's bullshit. No, it's really not. Your un- unwillingness to accept these things is propaganda and bullshit. But I digress. The point is. So we see all this like fifth column bullshit happening in in different cities across Europe. And meanwhile, we've had the single largest volume of undocumented illegal immigration coming into the United States of America that is not only being tolerated by the administration in the White House right now but is actually being actively fostered and encouraged by leftist organizations that are meeting immigrants at the border. illegal are legal migrants and financing their issues and funding their relocation, their placement, their transport to all these big cities. They're being greeted at the border, given gift cards with a couple thousand dollars on it, free cell phones and plane tickets and bus tickets to wherever they're fucking going. And you know, I, I personally, I've been saying we need immigration reform for years. I don't think it should be nearly as fucked up what people were going through trying to come here to better their lives. The big problem with the current situation is it's not people like emigrating out of Central America and South America to come to the United States to work and earn a living and make better lives for their families. And I say this because you can look at the footage that's out there. Even all the stuff they're trying to release is like pro-immigration propaganda. It's not families. It's not when, when you're fleeing violence, you bring your family with you. When you are going into violence, you leave them behind. And what is the majority of what has come through across these illegal crossings is fighting aged men, men between the ages of like maybe 17 and 30. They're in good shape. They're walking through the deserts. They're coming in on foot. They all look pretty fit, pretty healthy, pretty well fed for guys that are supposedly fleeing oppression and crime. You know, running away with nothing but the clothes on their back. Meanwhile, you see footage of literal trucks full of suitcases being driven across through checkpoints because the driver is legal and allowed to cross the border. And he's got nothing except for a bunch of fucking suitcases that he's then distributing to these guys that are crossing the border illegally further on down the road. It's been it's been captured with drone footage, but it's been captured by people with cell phones. And then you've got these camps literally set up across the border by funded by left-wing organizations that are welcoming these guys in having a fit when they're getting recorded and called out for the shit they're doing. And they're literally seeding. We're we're nearing 20 million illegal border crossings in the last three years. The the month of December alone was literally the highest one was 300,000 undocumented immigrants came through and the government's trying to say they're doing things about it oh well we caught this guy and that guy that were on terrorist watch lists yeah okay great you're trying to make a show that you're doing something by saying you caught one or two what about the other 20 million motherfuckers that you let through so it's really hard for me not to fall into the conspiracy camp side of things with this and say look 20 million fighting-age men have crossed into this country in the last fucking three years. They have been transplanted and transported to every major city in the U.S. They are they are being put in place. They are from countries that don't like us. They are from places that don't believe in our way of life, that are literally our enemies. They want to see us taken down, and we're welcoming them in with open arms. It's not Central Americans. It's not... Latinos and, and, and Southern Americans crossing the border. It's people from Africa, from the middle East, from fucking Asia. And it's, I mean, there's proof it's documented and they know where they're going. They're being given maps and cell phones and money to get there. And I mean, it's, it stinks on ice. There is no good answer to this. And meanwhile, you've got the Democrats now actively campaigning. They're talking about making, you know, these undocumented immigrants they're allowing them in major blue cities to become police officers. Now, there's there's problems with this, namely which, if you're not a citizen of the United States, you are not allowed to have a firearm in the United States. So they want to arm these guys. They want to give them the authority to arrest law-abiding, legal citizens of this country. And they're already pushing for, oh, well, we need to amend this law to say they can take their service weapons home with them because otherwise they're opening themselves up to potential violence for doing their jobs. Well, No. They need to go back, do things the right way, and get the fuck out of the country because they're not supposed to be here in the first place. And the only reason you need to hire illegals as police officers is because you are doing everything in your power to make the actual legitimate cops not be able to do their jobs. And you are undermining them at every turn in these fucking deep blue cities. And they're like, well, we can't police these all these migrants we're getting because we don't have the numbers. You don't have the numbers because of your fucking policies towards the police. You're being bit by your own fucking actions, and I have no fucking sympathy for you. But meanwhile... Once they start trying to streamline, oh, well, we need these illegal aliens to be able to get jobs, so we need to get them documentation, we need to be able to get them driver's license, we need to be. it's a very small step from that to they have a right to vote now because they have all the other rights of a citizen, they should have some say in how their lives are being handled. No, they fucking shouldn't because they're not fucking citizens. That's the key thing. They have not come into this country the proper way, they have not followed the proper channels, they are not here legally. And the left is pushing really hard because when you know you're going to lose an election because you don't have the actual votes and you're probably not going to be able to pull the same shit twice, what do you do? You find a way to import votes. You find a way to replace those numbers you lost through your mismanagement, your shit policies, because more and more every day people are looking at what's going on in their lives and looking at the realities. You can't keep bullshitting people. You can't keep pissing on their necks and tell them it's fucking raining. Meanwhile, that's exactly what the left is trying to do, trying to talk about how great the world would be if they had more power and more control and more of your fucking money. Download, subscribe, and listen to Whiskey Hill Podcast. We're the new show that doesn't hold back on today's ridiculousness. We're not on the right and we're not on the left. We call it the way we see it, and we're going to make you laugh while doing it. Throw in some great craft beer and you cannot lose. Download Whiskey Hell Podcasts anywhere you enjoy listening. And check out WhiskeyHellPod.com for more. Hey there, I'm Dave, the host of Beer in Front. Sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. I'll talk about some old school beers that maybe you've forgotten about. Some new beers that have the potential to be a classic. I'll also talk to various people around the beer world and get their stories all about beer. That's Beer in Front, and it's available on all of your favorite podcast apps. Sometimes people have a story to tell. It could be a story of triumph or a story of sorrow. However, it's their story. It's important to keep their story authentic, in their own words, and delivered in a delicate way. That's where Unfiltered Discussions podcast comes in. I'm Brian Howard. I talk with my guests about tough subjects and pivotal moments. I'd love for you to hear their stories. Subscribe to Unfiltered Discussions on your favorite podcast platform. Let's ensure their stories are heard. Because ultimately, at this point, every single American is carrying some obscene amount of debt from the day they're born because of the national deficit in this country, because reckless government spending and funding bullshit we have no business throwing money at, not to mention funding two foreign military conflicts so that we have no business fucking funding, is all starting to ball up. You can't just keep lying and bullshitting and expect the consequences to, you know, the, the buy today, pay tomorrow. These assholes seem to forget tomorrow eventually comes and they're in the like snatch and grab section of this pr- process. It happens in every fucking empire and it's happening to the United States now where they see the collapse coming in. So their intention is to grab as much for themselves as they can in the fall before the shit actually falls apart. And that's where we're at. That's what these politicians lining their fucking pockets. We got the fucking, you know, the war machine running full tilt got all these warhawk asshole politicians and none of them are like newly elected they're all career politicians who've been warhawk assholes for a long time and it's they're doing everything they can to get what they can before the system falls apart when the dollar stops being the u.s or the world currency it's gonna be fucking ugly for everybody who's got everything they own tied up in it and it is what it is that's the way the system is It's the way things are going we are well and truly fucked in, in a, in a, in a term of these things. So thinking about this and thinking about the things that may be coming in this coming year and the shenanigans we're going to see, like I said, they're going to try and do whatever they can. I honestly believe the other thing, if you want to look at them slightly more, or depending on where you stand on things, it could be more sinister. It could be less sinister, but another potential outcome of having 20 million undocumented fucking people in this country is... Say some shit does start popping off. you know peaceful assemblies all of a sudden start becoming targets for violent acts of terrorism. Things start popping off. We start having domestic conflicts left and right and center. This will give the existing power structure excuses to try and grab more power for themselves under military or emergency authorizations, and it will they're going to try and invoke the war powers act if we actually wind up in a full blown military conflict because. If acts of terror begin to erupt on the United States soil, there's only going to be so much pushback when they say, oh, well, we have information saying this the attack was funded by so-and-so and this attack was funded by them. And we're declaring war on these people because they had their, their people come into our country and commit acts of terror against the American citizens. Never mind that the government and the politicians have been complicit in allowing this act and should all be brought up on charges at this point. And that's something I would love to be able to tick off on my fucking 2024 bingo card. Congress and the White House being brought up on charges for dereliction of duty, failure to perform the oath of office, failure to uphold their oath, treason. They're literally guilty of all these things based on their current actions. Their failure to protect the boundaries and the sovereignty and the citizens of the United States makes literally every single one of them guilty of treason. Now, it'll never happen because you can't expect pieces of shit to prosecute themselves. They won't do it. They don't have any code. They don't have any ethics. They don't have any fucking morals. That's how we got into the situation in the first place. It's grab all I can and burn, baby, burn. So fuck these motherfuckers. They're pretty much worthless. And as one of the people who's been sitting here saying, you know what? I just want to be left alone. One of the things I've noticed and one of the things that's been in the, the, the uh, forefront of my mind in the last few days is I've seen a lot of things as I've kind of eased back into the social media circuit where I've seen I'm seeing it more frequently. Maybe it's the algorithm changing what it's showing me. Maybe it's just becoming more of a thread. But I've been seeing a lot more statements to the effect of, we'll wait till these motherfuckers find out what happened when the people who just wanted to be left alone come off the bench. You know, that's the general gist of it. That's not the exact phraseology. But um realistically, I'm 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 no longer convinced that's the case. I mean there was a time where I really thought the people who just wanted to be left alone were going to get fed up and we were going to put our fucking foot down because there's got to be more of us than there are of them. There's just got to be the number of people who are truly and deeply vested in every one of the major divisive fucking horseshit policies on this planet. The people who the live their lives by it, the people who, at least you know, that's their flag the and that's their banner and that's, behind, and that's what they're going to rally behind that's what they're going to be out here crying Canadians. for. They're generally really things that aren't that big of a percentage of, of the population. Yeah, they're the most vocal. So yes, they're, the most, of get your nose yes, they're out the most obnoxious. Yes, the most sanctimonious and, and self-righteous and off. frankly fucking nauseating human beings on the fucking planet. But there's really not that many of them. They just make the most noise so they get the most attention. And that's what you hear about and that's what you see because the people who just want to be left to their own devices to live their own lives, they're perfectly content keeping to them fucking selves. And so I really think there's a lot of us out there, but I'm losing the faith that there's going to be something that's going to actually mobilize and activate that group. Because I feel like that bridge too far, that fucking line in the sand is just too divergent for everybody. It would have to be some truly heinous, heinous, overreaching, overstepping bullshit to get everybody rolling all at once. And I don't think the powers of beer are dumb enough to let that fucking happen. I think they're going to keep with their little microaggressions and microtransactions and micro this and micro that little tiny shit that we will get used to and we will acclimate to and go, eh, it's not that bad. It's really not that big a deal. It's it's just this. It's just a little of that. And I really think the silent majority is going to go silently into the next fucking thing because... It's there. Like I said, there's not going to be some big, massive event that's going to trigger everybody and get them all on the same fucking page anymore. That, that this is the line too far is not the same for basically fucking anybody at this point anymore. Everybody's got their own. This is what it's going to take to get me motivated. Now, granted, there are a lot of people where I think certain things may set off a certain segment of the population, but I don't, like I said, I don't think there's any grand unifying thing that's going to happen. That's going to wake the entire population of this country up and make them snap out and uh, try and do what's going to be done to right the rudder and stop this country from either falling into disarray or falling completely out of history. You know, being painted as a short-term empire that only lasted a couple hundred years and then fell victim to their own fucking hubris, because that's really where we're at at this point. And there are some things that are supposed to be coming up on the horizon that I really, I I would like to think these would be the things that would trigger people. These would be the things that would set people off. There's some, you know, some hope where like at the start of January, Florida becomes a death penalty state if you're convicted of anything involving sex crimes towards a minor. I'm fervently in favor of that. I think if you take your position as an adult in a position of being an authority figure and in any way, shape or form harm the innocence and, and, just the integrity of a child's life you deserve to fucking die because you're a piece of shit you are a predator you are garbage and a lot of people saying, oh well this is a prosecution against the lgbtqia plus blah, blah 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 alphabet people no it's really not if you see that as if you see cr- persecuting pedophiles with the death penalty as being equated to an attack on that community that says a lot more about how you feel about that community than it does about the death of pedophiles. Or you're just a pedophile sympathizer or a pedophile yourself and you just think it's wrong that you should be killed for wanting to touch little kids. But frankly, I think lethal injection is a little too generous and a little too kind for these motherfuckers. But again, if, you, if I find the more I look at this, like the self-identifying leftist ideology people, Who say, oh, well, I'm not of that community, but I'm sympathetic towards it. And every attack, everything you say against it is an attack on them. And you're a horrible person and you're this and you're that. I find that a lot of their assumptions where they take things out of context like this, like, you know, like the people who are saying, well, this law against that says pedophiles can be put to death is an attack on the LGBTQIA community. Their actual opinion of those people is that they're fucking pedophiles because otherwise the association wouldn't be there. Me, personally, I don't have a problem with the law of putting pedophiles to death because I know gay people. I know trans people. I know bisexual people. I know some kinky, freaky motherfuckers. None of them want to fuck kids. So I'm not worried about my friends falling victim to any of those laws because my friends aren't human pieces of filth. So, and I really hate saying things like, well, I have friends that are gay. I have friends that are trans. I have friends that are bi. and But. Because to me, it sounds disingenuous when you have to focus on that. I don't think about them in those terms. I think about, these are my friends. I don't give a fuck about the other stuff. You're either a good person or you're not. And if you are one of those people who falls into that umbrella of alphabet people... I like to think you have a good enough understanding of me. If you're my friend and you're one of those people, you realize I don't fucking care about any of that. You're my friend because you're my friend. I don't give a shit who you're fucking. I don't care what you identify as. I don't care how you want to be. If you treat me decent, I'm going to treat you decent and all the other shit's fucking irrelevant to anybody who's got more than a half a fucking brain in their head. Now, that being said, one of the things that I would love to see be a, a, a full on, you know, like move the, move the bar kind of thing, but I really don't have any actual hope in it doing any fucking good is a federal judge that ordered the Epstein client list to be unfucking fucking sealed. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's supposed to be released the same day as this episode and the actual names of the list are supposed to come out and they, I believe they had till Monday night at midnight to file any movements to try and stay this list from being unsealed. And first off, I would love to see any legal standing people. I I would love to know who's going to try and file a a motion to get this law kept shut. Personally, I think there's a lot of entertainers, a lot of fucking musicians, a lot of fucking politicians out there that are probably in the process of making arrangements to try and go into damage control mode and explain why their name showed up on the flight log so many fucking times. And, oh, I never went to Pedophile Island. I just used his plane because, of course, I did. He's rich, and I'm not going to say no to free shit or something of that nature, but the problem is when you lay down with the hogs, you fucking wake up in the fucking mud, and sometimes that shit don't come off, and I hate to tell you this, but the hogs ain't always wallowing in mud, you know, and that shit's going to stink, so I would love to see massive pushback against all the politicians and celebrities and so-called important people who are going to be on this list because they're a bunch of worthless fucking human beings, who knowingly engaged in acts of shit with a fucking pedophile and a sex trafficker. Because Ghislaine Maxwell is still serving 20 years for apparently sex trading people to nobody because not a single fucking client has been persecuted at this point. I'm not sorry, not persecuted, prosecuted at this point because, yeah, apparently she was sex trafficking to nobody. So yeah, this, this list is relevant and whatever plea deal she made to stop from having another fucking Epstein situation because she doesn't want to die in her cell. So I'm guessing if she keeps her mouth shut for the next 20 years, she'll be fine. But ultimately, yeah, no, I, we, this should be one of those things that makes people start demanding accountability. Cause if you can't get behind defending children, you're a fucking garbage human being. I, I don't care how you want to spin it. You're fucking trash. And honestly, I'm sure this list is going to have a bunch of names on it of people that were like in business with him and had no actual illicit dealings with him, because those are a lot easier to explain away. I'm sh- They've had plenty of time to doctor and alter and modify this list as it will so suit them. I'm sure a lot of the names that will be put on there and not issued redacted are going to be people that they are willing to offer up as sacrificial people, or people who haven't towed their line, or haven't said the proper proper party lines, or haven't been supportive enough of the jab, or haven't been supportive enough of Big Pharma. Or haven't you know paid their tithing aborted fetuses this year or whatever? I'm I'm really sure that the actual people who need to be foot, put feet first into a fucking chipper shredder because of this shit will probably never actually be held accountable for their actions and will never face actual justice until whatever comes after us being here gets their hold of them. And even then, who knows what comes next? You know, being people of different faiths have different beliefs. People of different religions have different beliefs. Uh, people who believed that everything they were doing was fine. They're, if, if, if it's any kind of like self-inflicted karmic afterlife, yeah, they're not going to get any bad problems because they don't think they did anything wrong. They think they were fulfilling their right as whatever it was that put them in a creepy pedophile positions of power in the first fucking place. Other than being the sociopath kind of fuck who tends to be successful in this world because they literally have no empathy and no way of caring or compassion for their fellow man because they see themselves as completely detached from society. And everything they do is justified because it gets them what they want. Wow, that's a, uh, a lot of commentary there based on people who are doing way better in life than Aaron is. Um, but I would like to reiterate, fuck them. They're fucking sociopaths. They think they're better than you just for their simple fucking fact that they exist. And they're willing to do horrific shit that society and culture would basically, anybody with a halfway decent soul would say this is wrong. And it doesn't bother them at all because it's just a means to an end. And they have to indulge their deeper, sicker nature to be successful and be right. And, uh, yeah, so fuck them. Uh, I would love to see... A social uprising based around that particular little thing. No, do I think it's going to happen? Probably fucking not. Uh, it's Kind of like I think the continued active pursuit of people trying to disarm the population of the United States in the interest of saying, "Oh, well, this is for our safety," and this is that, and uh, yeah, a a a population that is dependent upon the the state for safety is not a free population. It never was, and never will be. And That is something that these people just don't understand. And the people, again, this is one of those situations, the people who don't get it never fucking will because their minds aren't wired the same way as the people who do get it. And I'm sure that's probably inflammatory to somebody. I'm sure that's probably an outrageous statement to some people, but that's just the fucking way it is. You can't come to middle grounds with people who ideologically and fundamentally do not understand and do not think the same way you do. There was a time where I used to think, you know, there was a chance where we could do this, but... Unfortunately, civil discourse is a thing of the fucking past. Being able to talk to somebody you don't agree with is no longer something we as a society are capable of fucking doing, and it's been a net loss for the for for our species that we cannot have conversations that aren't rooted in ideology as opposed to actual conversations and rooted in fucking thought. And uh, it's it's really like an oversimplification of things, but. That's the where that's where we're at. Instant gratification and fucking being told you're special and you're right no matter how you feel is exactly what got us fucking here. And it's not going to get any fucking better. I'm maybe I'm getting a little dark. Maybe I'm getting a little cynical. Maybe I'm despairing for the fucking future because I look at my kid and, you know, my potential grandkids and thinking, what kind of fucking world are they going to grow up in? Is there going to be a world left for them to grow up in? If shit really does pop off and go sideways... Who's to say that one of these fucking megalomaniacal fucks in power isn't going to do something that the entirety of the population is not going to be able to come back from? I mean, yeah, you talk about one or two dirty bombs and fucking, you know, avoiding nuclear conflict through escalation and mutually assured of destruction. But when the people no longer give a fuck about the mutually assured destruction part, that's where things get problematic. And I really think there's enough disconnect between the people with their finger on the button and the fucking people behind the that will be getting wiped out that they don't see it as a fucking issue anymore. They're already trying to talk about depopulating the planet. And it's not like just some random thing. The only good thing I can say about this is there was an article I was reading that says we're facing a culture of pushback now, which is a good thing. They're pushing back against the WEF, pushing back against the fucking New World Order and the Great Reset and the One World Nation and all this other shit that. You know, you will own nothing, you will eat bugs, and you will be fucking happy. And that's really not being taken real well by a lot of people. And fortunately, the people who aren't really on board with that shit also happen to be the ones that are well-armed and well-trained in how to use their their weapons. So, yeah, it's it's a lot harder to enforce your beliefs on people that are willing to fight back. If anything, all of the military actions by the U.S. against significantly less well-armed populations... That held them off, held their own, or in a lot of cases, pushed them all the fucking way back. I mean shit, look at look at what happened in Afghanistan. It took twenty years, four presidents, millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars of spending to replace the Taliban with the fucking Taliban. So that should tell you something. I mean, fucking goat herders with fucking sandals and fucking third world AKs held off the most advanced military in the fucking world. And It's not that there was any kind of failing. like I honestly I respect the hell out of the vast majority of our servicemen and women because they made a commitment. However, I feel that our country is no longer worthy of that commitment. And I question a lot of the people who are enlisting now because, well, frankly, recruitment numbers are massively down. And they're talking about putting all these illegal immigrants into the fucking military as well here. So, yeah, there's nothing quite like giving people who potentially will be our enemies access to all of our most recent training and technology that's really good policy. So good job, Washington. You're, you're doing a hell of a bang-up job here, you fucking idiots. This is what happens when you're more worried about diversity and inclusion than you are about efficacy. When you're worried about making sure that there's some dude in a fucking dress in every seat of power in every branch of the military. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is fucking laughing at us because we are not being taken seriously. It doesn't matter how much more advanced our technology is. When our enemies don't respect and fear us, and when the people who are going to be, who are actively planning our downfall, look at our leadership and our, and our current society and laugh, yeah, that's, that's not a good look. We are no longer a world power. We are kind of a fucking joke in a lot of ways. So we're not projecting power anymore. That's how we maintained a lot of peace and quiet for a lot of time. And when we were the biggest kid on the block, you know, because we weren't hit with all the repercussions of World War II. Yes, a lot of Americans died in World War II. Yes, a lot of shit happened. But from a national standpoint, from an economic and from a standpoint of global power, the U.S. got off pretty fucking light because the battle never actually came to our fucking shores. Europe, Northeast Africa, fucking Asia, Russia, all decimated by the actual effects of war, of actual combat on their soil. Infrastructures destroyed, populations fucking decimated. Years and years and millions and billions of dollars to rebuild and refund and restructure to catch up to where the U.S. still was because we had an entire continent worth of peace and relative prosperity because nobody was over here blowing our shit up. We were leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the world and we somehow still managed to piss away that advantage and that lead we should have on the rest of the world, keeping us a global power j- just, again, through anyway, through fucking apathy, through piss poor management and bad leadership and arrogant, egotistical, self-serving fucks grabbing power and, and, and the population letting them do it and letting them take more and take more and more overreach and more violations of right and more violations of policies, the policies and beliefs that made this country into what it was all cast by the wayside, willingly by these selfish, money-grubbing, power-grubbing fucks. And we, the generally apathetic population who were distracted by our lives of ease and leisure, let it fucking happen. And we were warned about it. We were warned by the Founding Fathers about this happening. We were warned by dissidents and and counterculture people. For as long as I can remember, there's always been voices speaking out against letting this shit happen, and we didn't listen. And frankly, we're kind of reaping what we sowed here. And we've kind of got it fucking coming. And I really, in a lot of ways, I hope I'm wrong. I hope everything shifts and without any major issues, but I don't see it happening. There's going to be bloodshed. There's war on the fucking horizon. If we make it to the end of the year, I will be shocked. If they don't try and invoke some sort of War Powers Act to avoid the election, I will be shocked because I really don't think they've got the fucking position to win right now, not the people who want. And I'm saying not just the fucking... Just the Democrats. I'm saying the whole Uniparty Warhawk bull you know, rah rah Pfizer and fucking you know, Westfield Grumman and fucking Boeing bullshit, you know, military industrial complex assholes. None of them want the fucking Cheeto back in because he's not I mean, he's not great. He's not gonna do what needs to be done. He's not our fucking, you know, Javier Milier. He's not going to come in and slash everything, which is what he was supposed to fucking do the first time he got elected. He's, he's going to come in and make a lot of speeches and make some mean tweets. And at the end of the day, I really doubt he's going to do what he should do and just come in there and fucking clean house. That's what his supporters want. That's what the population of this country wants. That's why he's going to get the votes again is because there's enough people that aren't going to, you know, short term memory motherfuckers aren't going to remember. He made all these promises the first time and didn't fucking deliver on them. Maybe they're going to take hope from what happened in Argentina and say, yeah, maybe he'll get the drift. This can be done, and this is how you fucking do it. But I'm not holding my fucking breath. If we get to the election and if the Cheeto gets elected and if they don't pull some stupid fucking shenanigans to really just steal another fucking election, because there has been more and more news of improprieties that came out. The Georgia audits that supposedly happened they have not been able to produce a single shred of evidence that they audited a single election anywhere in the entire state of Georgia, which means they flat out fucking lied about it. So there's more and more improprieties going on. More and more stuff is coming to light and nothing's happening. The American population is not rising up and demanding justice. We've got a few loudmouths on social media, a few talking heads, and by and wide, mainstream media is dying and it realizes it and it's doing everything it can to try and tread water. We've got. The same censorship bullshit that was going on before coming back full force got just utterly ridiculous morons on both sides. Saying, oh, our side's right and ours is the way and we're going to beat you motherfuckers. And just a bunch of weak minded, shallow brain, like smooth brain thinking fucking uh, the, in in general, the population of this country, particularly the younger motherfuckers. I mean, I have some hope because the even younger motherfuckers are showing some signs of moxie. You're showing that that backswing, that pendulum I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's starting to swing back, and that's a good thing. I just hope it's not too little, too fucking late. But these like these motherfuckers that are like, oh, well, you know, no, if I vote for our, our guy, he's going to change things. He's going to fix things. If I give them more money, they're going to make our problems go away, and they're going to make things better. These are the motherfuckers that created the problems in the first place. You can't give the motherfuckers that stand to benefit the most access to your livelihood, your earnings, your lifeblood, and expect them to do anything other than what they've been doing the entire fucking time. You smooth brain, koala minded motherfuckers. So realistically, you know, we have to watch, we have to be careful, we have to be ready. We have to act like nobody's coming to fucking save us because nobody is. I really I mean maybe I'm being overly sc- negative maybe I'm being more overly pessimistic I really don't see this ending in any way that doesn't end in fucking tears for some people and I'm not talking about like the social justice tears where it's like they misgendered me and they didn't call me a Zzer and I I'm offended and I'm hurt and you're not you're invalidating my person No you simple-minded weak-minded motherfucker I'm talking about genuine real problems. I'm talking about these little spoiled motherfuckers who grew up with no real problems in life, so they had to generate drama and conflict to make themselves feel ready, feel valuable, and feel important and fucking real. They're going to find out real quick when actual real problems happen, that they are ill-equipped and ill-prepared to handle them, and they are going to be fucking so much chaff in the wind. They are going to be fucking useless and wiped out, and it's, it's... my my biggest problem is I don't think the people that are wiping them out are any better than they are. It's just a different set of bullshit and a different set of problems. But ultimately, that's how I see this going. And all we can do is you know hopefully be prepared enough to stave off the worst effects of it for our own selves. We're gonna I, I could totally see this having the effects of you know things falling apart, the 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 country fracturing, going breaking down into smaller nation states and and. Communities and smaller independent sections that are more like-minded people bonding together, uh, because actually, in a lot of ways, that would make sense. I mean, look at Europe. Europe is how many countries, and it's roughly the same amount of land mass as the United States. So maybe, maybe that's how it's gonna it's gonna pan out. I mean, I would lo- I love to think of the idea of actual core American values making a comeback and reasserting some sort of greatness that, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, the America used to be great. And, and then they, you know, postulize and, and wax nostalgic for an idealized version of what actually fucking happened. And they talk about the good old days. And I'm not talking about the good old days. I'm talking about that original spirit and that original attitude of we can do this because, because we can, we have the opportunity and whether or not it succeeds is up on unto nothing other than, The fucking sweat of our backs and the fucking strength of our our brows or vice versa, whatever the fuck it is. And ultimately, that's really what I would like to see for this year is a return to those kind of values of, you know, meritocracy, of saying anybody in this country has the capacity to do any fucking thing. They have the opportunity. Does that mean they're going to get there? No, but they have the fucking right and the freedom to try and do so. Because that's the ideal. That's what it's supposed to fucking be about. That was the idea America was founded on, not necessarily all this other horse shit. Oh, well, my freedoms and my liberties are this, and that's what I say they are. And, you know, not the selfish self-serving shit where everybody should have the same equity of results, because that was never the idea. The idea was the equity of opportunity. Everyone has the opportunity to put in the work and make themselves fucking great. That's what I would like to see for the 2024. And I guess for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to, to com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord. Come and interact, be a part of the show. Buy the merch, support your favorite creator. Or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.